Oh my goodness. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so freaking pumped to be here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for agreeing to come on. I'm so pumped that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, uh, I, feel like I haven't yeah, talked I'm to you just... in forever. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's seriously been way too long. It has so, been way too long. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad that I'm just glad that we're here today and we're talking. We're hanging out. I know. And it's nice too. Cause it's like, with the way I'm doing my like interviews and stuff I want it more like a conversation so it's like kind of cool because it's like I feel like I'm hanging out with people even though I'm not yeah. so it's like really helping with that oh that is so awesome yeah I'm I'm so down and excited to just be here hanging out having a cool conversation and I feel like hopefully that helps the people listening as well that just feel like it's a cool chill thing we're all just buds <laughs> hanging right? out <laughs> exactly it's like tea time which is at tea time <laughs> right well I have a coffee I, I needed a second coffee oh, this morning nice. I was like yeah my girlfriend got me up at like the crack of dawn which was like 8 a.m for me and I was like Whoa. oh no it's <laughs> because we had to take our like our dogs for a walk and stuff I was like oh, oh okay what are we doing yeah right <laughs> why so, are we up so early yeah what, into, what like, kind of yeah what kind of coffee are you drinking oh I'm drinking McDonald's coffee right now oh, no. nothing fancy. <laughs> nice <laughs> we ran out of uh, milk at our house and we also we have an espresso machine but like we ran out of the good coffee and so now we're like oh, using man. our like shitty coffee and like we ran out of milk so now like we're buying coffee like it's just slowly like just falling apart <laughs> right oh, no. I mean, yeah. at least you're doing what you can with what you have, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just getting by. <laughs> so um, I do like a daily, like I'm just totally sharing this with you and like everybody who's listening. Um, so like I do a daily draw, um, speaking of things falling apart, I do a daily draw <sighs> with my tarot cards and stuff, right? Like, and I'm sure you've yeah. done that like many times. So yeah. I was like, okay, like, what do I have to do? Like, what am I supposed to know today? So I'm like shuffling my cards. I'm like all excited. And then a card flies out, like jumps out. So I'm like, oh, this is super important. So I'm like extra excited. I'm like, oh, the world needs me to know this. The universe is like, you have to pay attention. <laughs> I guess what card it is. What card? It's the tower. The tower? Oh, my yeah. God. And instantly oh, my no. heart sunk into my stomach. And I'm like, oh, don't answer your phone all day long. Oh, no. <laughs> Stay away from your phone. Hide away. And I was like, No. And so then I pulled another card for my oracle for my moonology. I've got these like really mm-hmm. nice moonology Oh, yes. Cards. I love that deck. Do you have it? Yes, I so do. It's right? honestly one of my favorite decks. I use it a lot in uh, readings. So do I. I feel like it's like always like it's like my go-to for my oracle cards right now. I love it. I'm just like vibing yes. with it. So I pulled a time for healing the balsamic noon. I think mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, oh, this is not going to be fun at all so I don't know what's going to happen today so at least oh. this podcast is going to be fun right yeah exactly but yeah we're gonna we're gonna be here we're gonna make the most of it while we can <laughs> right uh, oh and that's so so funny that you had those cards pulled out today because today's actually the 555 portal I think it's because it's like May fifth. I don't know what the other five is, but yeah, five in numerology is all about like change and transformation. So it's interesting that you saw you had the tower and then a time for healing. So it's like, yeah, shit is falling apart, but oh it's it's okay. You're gonna be healing through it. 
yeah like I'll get through it but it's like oh it's just like the wondering of like what is it right like I'm one of those people like when situations happen I'm like okay like this sucks but like I can work through it but it's almost like sometimes like knowing ahead of time doesn't make it easier because I don't know what it's like (laughs) relating to so I'm like and of course I'm like the worst thing in my mind and like even though I do tarot card readings like I should know better to not just like think the worst but like yeah the just like the me outside of like my witchy self it's just like what the fuck is happening (laughs) oh Uh, my god (laughs) right yeah it's like it's so hard not to get into like more of the like ego fear mindset and stuff especially I find when I do tarot card readings for myself versus when I do it for other people Mm -hmm. like when I do it for other people I'm like yeah it's fine you know just you know just go with it this is what spirit's saying it's all gonna be good and then when I read for myself it's like okay spirit this is like a perfect spread this is wonderful but like really though like is this actually happening like is this what we're really doing like I didn't want to work yeah. on my issues I really just wanted to have a nice day and make money like, why is that not happening how right, come exactly. I'm not being showered in wealth that's just that's yeah. all I wanted I didn't want to like work on my issues today yeah how dare you yeah <laughs> right. how dare you call me out on my shit and tell me I have some stuff I need to work through first before you bless me more what <laughs> right like what I work on things daily don't I I pay right. attention I'm doing enough I acknowledge things. <laughs> right. I'm mindful. I'm a mindful human. I'm right. not happy enough without. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, and they're okay, like, I'm well, yeah. I'm like, pulling sorry, out go ahead. Crystals, and I'm like, oh, where's the good ones? I need the ones that are going to protect me. Hold my crystal all day and walk around and like be scared of my shadow. Oh my I'm so God, dramatic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel that sometimes you just have to like expel the drama and it just helps you feel better. <laughs> mm-hmm. So funny. Right. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll start yeah. off with like actually asking you questions. It's kind of <laughs> part of the, the thing. <laughs> uh, so basically um, you've listened to my podcast before I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yes. I okay. have. <laughs> I'm like, I want to assume this, but like maybe you didn't, I don't know. Um, no, so my, I did. <laughs> okay. So for you guys who are listening, if you haven't listened to my first season, go back and listen to it. But basically the whole first season was just about like walking um, like newer witches or baby witches or people who are just like not really sure like where to go with certain things. Just like basic steps on like how to build their own personal craft and like do it in a way that's not like conflicting with other religions or backgrounds or cultures or anything like that and stuff but I was curious like where did like where did you start like how did you get into like witchcraft like how old were you what like kind of started the whole awakening I guess (laughs) yeah um so I guess it's a bit of a, a story but I feel like I've always been spiritual and kind of tapped in like before I really knew how to put words to it and stuff and I think Mm -hmm. the first sprouts of that was me um being told or um finding out about my indigenous identity and that just like really spoke to me and I don't know it just made me feel like this amazing magical being that is you know a part of the earth and understands and cares and is a part of this like intrinsic flow and cycle of things so I was kind of always connected and interested in that um as a child and that was kind of Mm -hmm. my first 
dip into spiritual witchy things. Um, yeah, I remember my grandfather taking me to one of the reserves or reservations, and um, I went to this store that was called Native Crafts, I think, and I just mm-hmm. picked up like random little trinkety things, and I just remember like that was my first little like I guess handful I guess of like sacred items and um yeah that's kind of where I originally started um I guess it's just like having things that I that I put my meaning and my intentions into that I did hold sacred and that I did hold on to for a lot of years and I treated differently than the other I guess not so sacred things in my life I don't know no, that makes sense. Like, it's something that was important, precious to you, right? So yes. it was just like, and I can just imagine like, um, so for me, a little bit of a background story, you already know this, but for the viewer or the viewers, for yeah. the listeners, people who aren't <laughs> actually viewing us, um, I'm I'm not of Native heritage, but I was raised predominantly by my stepmom, who I, I don't call her my stepmom, but for the, this conversation, she's my stepmom and she's raised me since I was nine and she is Native and she shared a lot of practices and stuff and and things with me. And I just, I can understand why learning more about your heritage and that it is so sacred. It really is all about Mother Earth and like taking care of it and treating it with such respect. Whereas I find other people maybe who aren't as spiritual, um, they don't have that. So I can just imagine like having that part of you, you just instantly you just have this heritage and connection to the land and everything right and that in itself is just its own type of magic and and yeah exactly exactly um and I I I love for you that you um got to grow up with your stepmom and your mom who was indigenous and did understand and have some knowledge of the culture so that you could learn from her because I think for me, where a lot of my drive and interest came um, from, you know, wanting to explore that side of my heritage was because my family has been so far removed from, yeah, yeah, from the traditions and the culture and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely a big part of me um, and my reasons for getting into spirituality was trying to chase that, like, I guess the little native soul in me that I just (laughs) always felt was trying to thrive, you know? Yes, of course. And it's sad, too, because I find like, well, it's amazing because we're we're seeing such a huge surge of um, Natives just like really showing their culture and like teaching people about it and making people understand and appreciate it and treat it with respect. Uh, Whereas, like, you know, for example, like, maybe not just like my mom, but her um, parents, like her, her father, he's a full blood Native, so that's where her Native comes from, but or his parents and stuff like that. Like, they weren't allowed to practice their stuff. They had to keep it, like, like get rid of it. And they weren't able to do that, like, because of, um, like, all the schools and stuff like that. The, yeah. oh, my gosh, the word just left. What, the, what were the schools um, called? Oh, my God. Oh, I should know what this heard, is. You know what of it is. Yeah. Residential schools. Yes, residential schools. Thank yes. you. So it's just, like, it's really sad that, like, so much of that was taken away because it truly is such a beautiful culture and I think, well, I think any culture and um, religion and stuff, if you look at it from the right angle, it can have like beauty mm-hmm. to it, right? And like, I think. I agree. Yeah. I think we need to just like 
cultivate more understanding when it comes to like different backgrounds and stuff like maybe it's different than ours but that doesn't mean it's wrong or that it's bad it just means it's different and if like we can learn to appreciate it like I think we'd all be so much better off exactly oh my god yes preach (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I'm oh my god you made so many good points there and (laughs) I, I agree you know like it it's been amazing and I'm so thankful that um, you know, throughout the past, I don't know how many years that it's actually, it's becoming more acceptable for Indigenous people to step up and to be open and share their culture and their traditions and stuff like that. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that because it's allowed me to be able to have experiences and to actually learn more about my culture because, you know, my family was impacted, like you were saying, how for a long, long time, you know, Indigenous people had to hide their traditions and their culture Mm -hmm. and their practices because it was seen as so taboo and, you know, against God and colonialism and all that bullshit. So, yeah, my family was really affected by that, too. You know, like my grandfather really made sure to separate. My grandmother is the one with the Indigenous blood. So her father was Indigenous as well. And he really made sure to separate his daughters from, you know, that side of the culture because of the Mm -hmm. intense prejudice against Indigenous people at the time. He just wanted them to be able to, you know, assimilate with (laughs) the white population, basically, and just be able to blend in and have an easier life that, you know, people weren't tormenting them, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, for my mom, so she's got two brothers. Both of them look more like my grandma. So my grandma is um, half Welsh and half Irish, so very white. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But for her, like, she took on after her dad, and she looks very Native. Like, you look at her, and you can tell yes. she's Native, right? Yes. Which is not a bad thing, but growing up, she did get bullied and teased a lot. And that's something she shared with me, that she was, like, teased and bullied a lot because of her background, right? And... Mm-hmm. So, because her father wasn't really around, she couldn't learn much from him. So she ended up traveling Aww. to BC and like stayed on a reserve to learn about wow. her culture and her background and stuff. And like, so even for her, like as much as she she has always gone out of her way to learn as much as she can, it's still not the same because she wasn't growing up with it, right? So even for her, it was very removed from from like the actual like what it 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 should be, right? So I think we're gonna see like mm-hmm. a huge resurgence of that, and a lot of people like really putting that information out there not just for people of the culture and their heritage but also for other people to like understand and like realize like hey like there's so many things that you guys are doing wrong (laughs) like that's not okay to do that or say that right and I think like as shitty as it is but like we need to learn these things right like it's these are things that we need to learn and not even just with natives but like so many other cultures and backgrounds yes like, I, I don't know, like, I see a lot of stuff on TikTok <laughs> where people are just like, you just know it's wrong. It's like, why do you have to go there? Like, why do you have to try to take something that's not your, like, you don't have to own mm-hmm. everything. There's like this huge thing where people just need to own and do every little thing. And it's like, just chill the fuck out. Like, do your yeah. own <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, just let some people have some stuff for themselves without trying to claim it all the time. Right, and it's like it's sad, but it's true. It and it's is like so true. Do you do you find that like does that aggravate? Like I know because like you're kind of removed from it and stuff, but like as you're yeah. learning about it stuff, does that stuff like how does that affect you or like make you feel or like if you don't mind me asking, I don't know if that's yeah, no, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, no, it it does affect me. You know, I am obviously pretty removed from the culture, especially, you know, when I was younger and I have done work throughout the years to try to um, learn more about my Mm -hmm. heritage and as well as different indigenous cultures that are not necessarily like my home tribe and stuff. So, yeah, as I've learned like different things like um, calling indigenous people Indians, like I find that offensive and I've corrected people in the past and being like, hey, like indigenous, Native American, something, you know, not Indians that is just or, you know, red skin or something like that. So derogatory. Um, And then, yeah, you know, different things. (laughs) Um, Sure. In, in pop, pop culture of people who are not indigenous wearing a headdress, you know, yeah. and like, even if you're indigenous, you shouldn't be wearing that unless you're a chief, you know, like, there's just there, there's strong symbolic things behind yes. so many of the different aspects of indigenous culture that, yeah, have been skewed and not respected in the correct way by I guess more western culture and stuff like that so yeah that definitely does affect me and bug me you know like (laughs) yeah because you're like oh this isn't something I was able to grow up with and learn about and here you are just like being all willy-nilly with it and it's something that like I'm still healing from and my family's healing from right like you have no idea like what this means and stuff oh my gosh I'm and so this is taking me so back to your point about how you've noticed um in more recent years like uh as a whole as a society especially mm-hmm. in western society we are um talking more about the indigenous culture and acknowledging the land we're on and stuff so i yes. do i did notice that during my time in high school that we started acknowledging the land that we were on and thanking all the people whose land we're on on the morning announcements every day and they added um like uh indigenous english class or something like that and they started teaching about um the residential schools and different um history about you know like the actual history about you know colonialism and like I didn't actually take the classes but I just knew about it um but yeah so in my last year of high school um I guess we did more of like an intensive indigenous studies, which was amazing for me, but just seeing all the other people in the class who were not indigenous and how much they like did not care about stuff. Like I remember Mm -hmm. watching documentaries about residential schools and like, of course people were feeling for it and they weren't like, ah, whatever, fuck the natives or anything like that. It's just like, I don't know. It's just interesting to see, like for me watching that documentary, it was just like feeling all of the pain and trauma for my ancestors Mm -hmm. and just like having so many different realizations throughout my life. And then like, you know, other people just kind of, yeah, having that pain and then just having other people like not care and just be like, Oh, like that's interesting. Like not realizing like it's only been, I don't, I don't know the stat, like the actual time, but it's only been, I almost (laughs) want to say in the past 50 years or so like that I would say they less stopped, than that <laughs> even less than that right that they stopped doing the residential schools and a lot of people don't realize that they're like oh that was forever ago and it's like no like it's in our freaking lifetime yeah maybe like maybe not six, I think it was 60s and 70s when they stopped residential yeah. schools right yeah, so, so I think that like, was roughly 50 years I don't know I don't know math <laughs> that's okay I don't either but it's it's been <laughs> super recent right like there's still people yes. alive who were in residential schools like yeah, that's exactly. how recent it's been and that to me just well, blows my mind like just blows my mind oh my god exactly well that's that's um how I felt watching this documentary in school is the first time that I really 
learned a lot of the history of residential schools and it made me realize like oh my god like my great grandfather and like his family or you know his father and their family might have been to residential schools like I I wouldn't know because you know my great grandfather passed away such a long time ago and I never mm-hmm. got to meet him but yes, yeah it's just, it was just like so mind yeah I was so mind-blowing to think of that they like yeah, I they were still that. a thing when my grandma was born, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy mm-hmm. how close to home it is, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, don't get me wrong. Like, we're here in Canada and I love Canada. Yeah. And there's many <laughs> amazing things about it. And maybe we are better off in some ways than others, but we're not perfect. And we've got a lot no. of like, we've got a lot of things we need to heal from and like really realize and like, you know take stock of and be like hey this is where we've made these mistakes and like how can we do it better trying to shove it under the rug is not fixing anything (laughs) sorry exactly exactly and like a a quick little political rant about you know Canada and what I think (laughs) as an indigenous person as far removed as I am um we can do better you know with um like the government can do better with um how they treat oh them. Oh my god. Yeah, like repro- yes. like make reprimand like making oh my Reprimands god. Reprimands towards people who Re- are doing yes. shit. <laughs> yeah, or um oh my god, like just doing better to try to um make the wrong right because yes. like there is this bullshit system set up where you know you keep all the indigenous people mostly shoved off on reserves which is like shitty land. Most people don't have clean water. Most people's they have free housing which you know most people are like oh you can move to the serve free housing it's all great but no, their houses are falling oh. apart so yeah. shitty no clean water government will not like they can't do anything to the houses re- really they have to mm-hmm. ask somebody and whoever they ask and try to get help them to fix their houses won't fucking do it like they have to deal with nasty bugs like black flies which are terrible like just shitty shitty conditions to be out there on the reservation and even still there's there's different things that the government have done in very very recent years where they just trampled on up onto a reservation that was supposed to be protected land there was no agreement that they could come in here and pillage and take more resources and they just start blowing through things and taking resources and wanting to build pipelines and <laughs> yeah, all different other so things crap, just right? yeah like I don't know you just it to me it just feels like historically like have we not done enough to fuck with the people can we just like stop fucking with them now (laughs) like 100 (laughs) percent. and not only that too like even taking this like a little bit outside of like cultural and stuff like that too and like Mm -hmm. history but like we really need to look at what we're doing to our world (laughs) Yeah, we only have one. Yes, we're really messing her up. So, like, how long do you think you can like rape and pillage the land before it stops giving and before it like fucks us over? Exactly. Oh, right. That's, like, that's just the thing, you know. Like, it is a very abundant world, but it's also a very finite world that we're living on. And mm-hmm. yeah, we are really overextending the capacities of our planet right now. Um, yeah it's a whole fucking conversation but yeah we really need to like like yeah like I could just get into it and like be like like mind fucking everybody with everything but um no it's true yeah we just we just need to fucking do better and stop overtaking 
from the Mm -hmm. earth we need to start giving back a hell of a lot more because yeah we're just overdoing everything you know (laughs) literally our house is on fire (laughs) yeah yeah seriously like like, shit is going down mama earth is not happy she's trying to get us to smarten up and we're just not listening (laughs) 100 percent like I think that was one of my like growing up one of my biggest takeaways um with everything that my mom was teaching me like she didn't teach me certain practices because it wasn't something that she did like smudging and stuff wasn't something that I saw her do or that she did do I'm sure at some point she probably did do it she learned about it but it wasn't something that she did um yeah she did like other little things but just like learning to respect like the earth and like even something as basic as like not littering and like doing the recycling and like mm-hmm. I don't know just like being really aware of like what's happening to the land and the earth I think that was like one of my biggest takeaways um yes like not having to do with cultural stuff either but funny enough that you had mentioned earlier like how like in school like you were learning and stuff so when I was in school we kind of touched base on stuff but we didn't talk a lot about it but because of me being in the class and them knowing that my mom was native they actually asked um me to like contribute to these conversations or get her to like bring some books and stuff in so like our class any classes that I was in when we were talking about this stuff got a lot more um detailed than they would have if I wasn't in the class even though like I'm not native and then I which was amazing but it's still like it shouldn't have taken my mom being my mom for them to go that that deep you know what I mean like they should have been doing that to begin with like what they were doing (laughs) with you guys and then in high school I got so mad and like to this day I get so pissed off about it um grade nine it was my first year and we were learning about like history and stuff and we were learning about the reserves and stuff and my teacher kept calling the natives indians and i was like that's not their name like i kept saying it every time she said i'm like that's not their name and then she's like well up until 18 blah 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 this is what they were called i'm like but that's not the like that's not correct i'm like i'm telling you right now that's not correct like i got into an argument with my teacher and it's like i'm sitting there like this little scrawny white girl and i'm like that's not correct (laughs) okay but that's me too (laughs) but it's like she just didn't and then she just kept going on and like whatever and like she never corrected herself and it made me mad because here she is as a teacher and I'm saying hey so like instead of her ever like pull me aside and be like hey like like can we talk about this like it just was like you know she just didn't give a fuck but then at the same time in the same year in my art class so I went to a specialty school for visual art because I I was into art when I was younger. Well, I still am. I just don't do it as much. But yeah. in my art class, we were learning about Canada's history, like, of art. So, like, sculptures and, like, all that type of stuff. So, yeah. of course, Native's a huge, like, this This is your guys' land. This is where you guys, like, you know what I mean? So, your art is part of the history of that. So, we actually learned a lot about mm-hmm. that. And then she had gotten us to find different Native stories in Canada and draw in the style of native art like an image to represent that just to kind of like teach us about the history and like because we would try to do different mediums right so like we did clay and we did chalk and like different stuff so it was just like really cool to learn that artistic side of it and I just I really appreciated that she did that and like even asked me to like bring in some like she's like if your mom has any like art stuff or like pictures or stuff that she can like that you can bring in to kind of like dive deeper that'd be great so it's just like such a huge difference between like one teacher to the next, right? And yeah, just like the background so of it all. true. Yeah. So true. Yeah, um, that actually reminds me that yeah, I had a class in um, elementary school where we did like 
native art style drawings and that was a that was a moment for me but yeah um I remember as well having a teacher in high school that was teaching history and calling indigenous people Indians and I like corrected her on it and yeah I think she was more respectful (laughs) than your teacher was but that's just uh, it's just such a bullshit excuse to like excuse the insensitivity and the you know the political incorrectness I guess by just being like well it's a it's a word or it was used in history for this amount of time yeah like just it's like to me it's not not the equivalent but it's similar to saying the n-bomb mm-hmm. <laughs> referring to you know colored people mm-hmm. when it's like well yes we did use that in history but that is not politically correct and that is not okay to say it and it's a derogatory yeah. term so i think exactly. people need to realize saying certain things and not only that it's not even the right culture when you say indians you're talking about people from india and that's not a exactly. bad thing you just like no. you're, you're mixing people up now you're just like yes. oh you got some color to your skin so let's just throw you all in the same boat and just call you like this <laughs> exactly. it's like no that's not how that works at all yeah and I think that's why it bothers me so much too to call indigenous people Indian because mm-hmm. it's like they are like Indians are actual people in their own yes. culture that need to be respected and revered as their own separate thing because it is you know, obviously we're yes. all connected, but it's its own separate culture. So respect it, you know, and again, 100%. Indian for indigenous people came from dumbass Christopher Columbus, who didn't know where the fuck he was going, thought yes. he was coming to India and it was North America. And he, yeah, he saw brown people and we're like, oh, my God, Indians, we're in India. Woo. So, yeah, so why, like, why are we still repeating that <laughs> stupid colonialist like term that's so wrong, you know, like. Yeah, like it's been it's been a couple years, man. Like let's let's just switch it. Let's get yeah. correct on our geographical uh, places here, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Jesus, yep. people are just stupid. Recog- recognize the stupid people in history, and we don't have to follow them just because it's been in the curriculum for so many years. Like, yeah, like let's fix it. We're supposed to upgrade this stuff every couple years. Like mm-hmm. we're supposed to constantly see how we can do better. That's yes. that's the goal to be better than we were yesterday, and I don't think we're being better than we were yesterday. So let's let's work on that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we're getting there in some aspects, but like we can keep going. And the people that are resistant and are like that are like your teacher. They're like, ah, well, it was part of history. Well, yeah, it yeah. was. That's nice. But again, we're we're moving on up from here. We're evolving. Yeah. We're trying to be better as a species. We're trying to be good to everybody. So that old closed-minded way of thinking can go away 100 yes. <laughs> all right um sorry no what, it's all what good we're, what we were just saying <laughs> um, yeah so just people like being stupid like with not doing like what they're supposed to do and like moving forward with things yeah exactly and just like bypassing people's concerns if somebody says hey you do this or you say this and it's offensive and we need to move past it. And then just say, defending your point and being like, no, 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 it's fine. Like you just make yourself look like a dick and maybe yeah. you're not, but you're making yourself look like one. So just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I think she was a bit of a dick. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. She sounds like she was <laughs> totally would have fought with her too. <laughs> right. Um, so another thing that like gets brought up a lot in like the witchcraft native kind of crossover is like people, using um white sage and like smudging when that's like you're not supposed to be smudging like you can do smoke cleansing but call it smoke cleansing not smudging that's like another thing that pops up a lot right Intr- i don't think i've heard of that one you haven't oh it's all over girl it's all over tiktok are you on tiktok no i'm not 
Oh, that's I know it's going to be it's yeah, it's going to be like another one of those apps that I get stuck on for too many hours. Yeah. So that's probably okay. That's why you haven't heard about it, because it's literally like everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So So what can you explain that more to me? Yeah. So and the the listeners. (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you that don't have TikTok and love TikTok, I can only go on it at certain because like I don't go on every day. If I go on every day, it's like. Later and I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm afraid Me. of it. <laughs> might be a good thing. Yeah, but it's also like really fun and I enjoy it. So that's just that's my thoughts on Tiki Talk. Um, <laughs> so like I do see some TikTok content, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, like on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Yeah, and, like, see little things. Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend's not on TikTok either. She she sees things on TikTok. I don't use it for like as a business. My business, and I don't use into so much content every day. It's crazy. But anyways, um, so basically, what it is is so, from what I understand, because again, like I don't do this, but for Native Americans, they use smudging. So they use white sage, um, Mm -hmm. and they'll do it like the sage bundle or whatever. And then they uh, usually use like a feather or a couple feathers um, and they use that smoke to cleanse the area. Mm-hmm. So it's something that natives do. I don't know if all natives do it or certain um, tribes or backgrounds. Maybe they all can have their own way of doing it. Again, like I'm not an expert, so don't right. I, on either. <laughs> I have no clue either. I just know a couple different um, tribes that definitely do it for sure. Yeah. So, but the thing now is, and this is going to kind of go into like another little thing here that I, I want to talk about. Um, yeah. So a lot of witches now do smoke cleansing, but what they're doing is they're doing it the same way natives do it. So they do it with white sage and they're doing it in a smudging way, which is not like that's a closed practice. That's something for the natives that is for their oh. culture and their religion, something that they practice is something spiritual to them. So there's like this big, uh, thing now that like a lot of people who aren't Native American or part of the culture are using this and doing this and they're like this is like you're not supposed to do this like you can still cleanse with smoke but like use something else other than white sage like use sage, a different yeah. different tool and like I get like if you've done it before like I'm like don't beat yourself up about it because like a lot of yeah. places do sell it and stuff but oh, if you're sure. like a it, you should be buying this stuff from a Native American and B, you really shouldn't be using it unless like it's part of your your culture and your background and stuff. But what I was going to say is like for myself, again, like that wasn't something I was taught from my mom, but I do know about smoke cleansing and there's so many other ways you can do it. And with so many other mm-hmm. things, like, so for example, us here in Canada, I don't know if a lot of people know this and I brought it up to one of my friends who was like, I never even thought of that, but you can use pine to smoke <gasps> oh, cleanse yeah right it's everywhere so good it smells so good it's everywhere so you can easily like find a larger tree take a little clipping from it make a little sage or a little bundle and yeah. you can cleanse right and like for pine like some of the magical uses would be like healing purification fertility immortality protection wealth energy like it's it's got a lot of like really great <clears throat> properties to it that are somewhat similar to sage right so it's like that's something that you can use that's not closed 
that you can do, or even even like if you have essential oils, like you can get like a pine essential oil and like put it in like your diffuser and use that to like yes. cleanse your space. Like there's so many options. Like you exactly. don't have to go into somebody else's space and do that or like take from their stuff, right? Like Yeah, that's oh that's so interesting. I didn't realize that um like smudging is the indigenous term then, right? Yes, For from what I understand. Smoke cleansing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that was like a closed practice, but I did know about um white sage being Mm -hmm. endangered so that's why for me at least I know like you know you probably shouldn't be using that specific herd herb for smoke cleansing um just because Mm -hmm. it is endangered you know yeah Um, that was something else I had heard too and like there's a lot of people who are like oh it is endangered other people are saying it's not like I again I don't know so right I have no freaking clue and but. yeah, and there's like different white sage, like there's white sage, and then I think there's like buffalo white sage, and like I've used both, okay. and I, I'm i not saying I recommend that at all. I've definitely used it, um, you know, ignorantly and bought it from just stores because like, you know, that's but what... But again, like, um, yeah, like that was, not that it should have been the norm, but that was the norm, but also with you being yeah. I don't think it's an issue. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> well, now... thank you. Like now that like that's out there and people are becoming aware of it, there's still people who continue to use it. And it's mm-hmm. like, can, how about you just like leave it alone? Like now that you're educated about it or now that you're seeing these things, maybe like look yeah. into it more, right? But I also yeah. think, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I agree. You know, I think if, you know, if you're, I mean, obviously I can't necessarily gatekeep for the entire indigenous community or mm-hmm. anything like that. But just in my humble opinion I think yeah if you are not indigenous um and you're just starting off with wanting to start um smoke cleansing and you are now aware of this fact that it is um a closed practice yeah just don't go out and get yourself some white sage you know just find a different herb and you can do that thing you know or um if you are continually smudging with it now and you are like needing more maybe just don't get more (laughs) now that you know like I don't know just just let us let us have our thing you know yeah and like I don't know I just feel like that's just like a very simple prime and relevant example of like ways that people are taking from things and the other thing too that I kind of wanted to go into with like witchcraft and stuff is that so like for myself when I first started um getting into witchcraft so like my mom so like my stepmom uh Mm -hmm. she's also a witch and so was her mother so they passed oh, that awesome. down to me as well. So, like, I got a lot of, like, a lot of who I am is really because of my mom. Like, again, like, she raised me since I was nine. She's my mom. And, like, no, it's not blood. But I do believe, like, that's that's my family. So. Absolutely. That's my soul, fam. But. Um, Hell, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I learned a lot of stuff from her. So she would do oracle card reading. She didn't really work with her. It was more so oracle. Um, and, again, like, she would bring her native heritage into her practice as well whereas my grandma brought more of her Irish and Welsh um, Mm. background into her practice Um, so it's just like very like interest like just very different practices right so like my mom never like told me like this is how you need to practice so like I don't have like a specific family line of witchcraft that I practice but because I was like brought up with so much just information there I was able to like build my own practice and everything But um, when I first got into it, it was through Wicca. And there's, 
not that there's anything wrong with Wicca, but there's a lot wrong with Wicca because it was <laughs> made by Gerald Gardner. But like they took a lot of like the people that built all the foundation of Wicca, a lot of it was taken from different cultures, backgrounds, practices. So it's just kind of oh, like damn. a mismatch of stuff. <laughs> okay, so it's yeah. like some of it's fine, but then it's also like you kind of have to like, I feel like you really need to pull apart a lot of it. And, like, know what's okay and what's not okay because it's just, like, some of this stuff was stolen from other people's backgrounds. Oh, shit, So, yeah. like, while I get, like, Wicca's a really, um, it's really simple, it's also kind of, like, got very definitive uh, practices. Like, you can easily yeah. buy a book about it and it's, like, this is how you do this or this is how you do that. But that's also why I've been trying to teach people, like, if that's something they're interested in learning about. Like, this is how you build your own practice. Because I really do think that, like, spirituality is a little bit different than religion. And you have yes. the freedom to, like, to build your own practice in a way that suits you completely and is so unique to you. And it's, like, I think that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And by doing that, you have more control over it, right? So it's, like, oh I don't know, God. build your I, own thing. I, I fully agree. And, um, you know, that is how I choose to approach my practice as well as just, you know, basically doing my own thing, following my own intuition and what feels right for me, you know, and um, definitely as somebody who's been into um, spiritual, witchy, things like that, mm -hmm. I have looked just a little bit into Wicca just to see what it is, because, you know, that's kind of what most people who aren't super yeah. or like me who I am not a hereditary witch at all I'm just figuring it out you know um so yeah I think Wicca is something that people kind of hear of and are aware of in some sense so yeah, I, re yeah. I remember looking into it and as soon as I found out it was like a solid religion where you're supposed to be practicing in one certain way I was out you know like um, okay. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with religion or people who are religious and practice mm -hmm. something that's like that. But I grew up with a Christian background and, yes, you know, that's that's strict <laughs> enough in itself. And I'm just such a free soul. It's it's not for me. You know, it's just it's not my thing to have everything be super organized. And this is what you must do. And this is how you must do it. Like, no, I'm all down for just figuring it out, following my intuition, like I said, and just going with the flow basically you know I love that I actually love that so much because like for myself so it, with my dad my biological dad he is I call him a crazy Christian I love him very much but he is very in some aspects he's very set in his ways but also because mm. he was married to like my stepmom and whatnot he's obviously mm. aware of other things so he's kind of like weird the lines get really blurred in some areas with him yeah but um he did like grow up trying to like really control a lot of things and just was very like for my 18th birthday he went out and bought me a bible and he thought that was like the most amazing oh, thing no. to gift me in the world and like I know from him it was coming from like a place of love but for me like <clears throat> it just was not there was nothing about it that felt and like again nothing against people who practice Christianity there's yeah, just absolutely. nothing in it for me I think yes. there's a lot of Christians out there who practice it in a way that's just very like coming from a place of love and acceptance yes. and just wanting people to I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't matter the religion. There's always an extremist mm -hmm, in some aspects, exactly. right? And I think a lot of us have grown up or been in contact with that <laughs> extremist view of Christians. And it just, it's very, um, it can be really hurtful. So for me, I knew about having like a kind of set like practice, but my dad, like we didn't, 
he was weird. He wouldn't make us go to church, but he would read to us from like the Bible every Sunday. Oh, like growing up, we, like we had a, a Bible that was for kids and he would read us from the Bible. But for him, he grew up in Newfoundland. So he was always like people, a lot of people go to church because they think if people see them going to church, it makes them a good person. He's like, oh. but that's not what makes you a good person. He's like, it's you doing the daily practices and okay, like practicing yeah, at home. Sense. Right. So he was like, yeah. God would prefer if like, he's going to love you just as the same. If you're at home practicing, like in your closet, ver- like if then you go into church and not practicing day to day. Right. So it's like stuff like that, which like makes sense. Yeah, It but, does like, make he- sense. And I appreciate his like viewpoint on that and that he wasn't like, you have to go to church. <laughs> yeah, no, like the only time I've ever been in a church is like when someone's died and then like for my oh christening my when I was a baby. And like when we went back to visit um, family in Newfoundland and stuff like that, we did go back to the church that he had gone to when he was a kid and kind of like did that, which was like, so so awkward girl church is so fucking awkward like I was like yeah I went to church (laughs) I'm like okay although I would love to go to like a gospel church I would love to go to like one of those churches where people are like singing and dancing like I would love to have that experience that would be amazing yes that that. would be amazing (laughs) um And I wanted to mention, too, just kind of piggybacking off of some of your points, you know, like, I do believe that um, Christianity and Catholicism has saved a lot of people, you know, I've definitely heard people say, you know, I was in a really bad spot, and then I found Christianity or Catholicism or whatever, and yeah, it saved me, saved my life, saved me from a terrible addiction or, you know, just different life circumstances, and I think that's amazing for those people, but I also think, you know, not only can Christianity and Catholicism be taken in like the extremist route but it can also be like just so exclusionary to people who don't fit into certain boxes specifically like queer people um (laughs) yeah so for me yeah right me too like yeah I was a church kid I like (laughs) yeah um, sitting there saying like hey you are wrong right and it's just like oh yes wrong with me? yeah and I got um I got messages too from one of my pastors in my later years before I stopped going to church and basically like denounced my religion and all that um I actually got in like a whole argument with him because he basically told me like yeah it's fine you can be gay and have those desires um you know like any queer desires um mm-hmm but you just, you're just not allowed to act on it for your entire life. And he was telling me how his sister is a lesbian and how he loves her, but because she chooses to act on it, he doesn't associate with her and all this (gasps) shit and how being gay is like the same as being a compulsive liar and all this shit. So yeah, him and I had like a whole ass argument and a scrap. Yeah, no, it was intense. Like, Oh fuck. I didn't know you went through that. Well, it's, I mean, it's all good. Like, I'm, I feel very fortunate that I'm, I don't know if that's how I want to say, I don't feel fortunate that Mm -hmm. I'm bisexual, but there's like, definitely a part of me because I am bisexual, and I primarily like the opposite gender that does give me a pass in a lot of situations. So I'm not like, you know, always outly super queer all the time, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, So that definitely helped me you know so I don't feel like I had like any like major prejudice against me because I was queer or anything but yeah I just remember 
you know, that was not a good message at all to be told as somebody who, you know, was (laughs) pretty God-fearing and, you know, did kind of recognize that was something in my identity, but I wasn't necessarily, like, tapping into it or leaning into it. But at that point when I was having the argument with him, obviously I was starting to get more into that. But, yeah, I just think, you know, just the practices and some of the way that they take the words in the Bible or they skew them into their own Mm -hmm. agenda. You know, it is very exclusionary and it's maybe not always for everybody's highest good. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I've, I've met Christians who like, so I'm also bisexual. I am in a long-term relationship with a female. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've met Christians who know us together and separately and they just they love us unconditionally they're super sweet they're really kind and they're just you know they just send us love all the time and it's just like such a beautiful like they're such beautiful people but then of course you get those instances where you get stuff like that and it's just like it's so harmful and hurtful right and it's like you and I are both similar in that sense where like I am straight passing right so people don't understand yes what that means. yes like, that's what I meant lesbian. straight passing <laughs> yeah. right but like so it's like yes we do we do kind of get that pass where we don't get ostracized because of it but at the same time like we are also aware of like all the stuff that does happen because we see it happen to like our friends or our partners or yes you know people around us and stuff right so it's just kind of like I know I, we're we're in a very unique position in that community, <laughs> right? Where like things are like, oh, like my and just like by erasure as well. <laughs> yes, for sure. Like on top of that, let's just add an yes. extra extra <laughs> an thing extra in there. Layer. Right? Yeah, I just like I don't know. I think we're breaking so many, especially like last year and this year. I feel like with COVID, it's as shitty as COVID is. I think a lot of people have really had a like pause, like a very long pause. And we've really mm-hmm. had to like take a huge look at our lives and like how we are just day to day and like what makes us happy. And like maybe some things that just like are just full of shit that we just can like let yes. go of and like just realizing what's really important. And I think like last year and this year, like we're, we've been going through such a huge transformation, the world mm-hmm. completely. Yes, right? And it's just like, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, there's a lot of horrible things that happen like that makes me very sad but I try to look on the bright side and I'm I'm very happy with seeing like a lot of the things that we're moving forward with and bringing awareness to of course there's so much stuff that we still have to like work on and and do but it's just like it's great to see that like that forward movement and stuff right right oh I I fully agree like um you know not to downplay any of the struggles and how horrible Mm -hmm. COVID really has been on so many fronts but like it definitely has also been a blessing and just, you know, I've been so happy and so proud being able to watch so many people and their states of having to slow Mm -hmm. down and, you know, needing to work through things that they did not have time to work through because we were just in this rat race of rushing through life and just trying to keep doing things and go on to the next thing that so many people, we weren't slowing down and realizing that we had, deep issues that were just chilling out and were looking for attention and needed us to sit with them and work through them because we were just trying to bypass them so yeah I don't know I just I'm so grateful for all the transformation that I've seen in the world at large and the people in my life around me and just how people clearly have had the time now to reflect and to change deep-seated viewpoints on things and become more open-minded you know 
Oh, I fully agree. Do you think that like, since you've spent more time at home and everything like that, do you feel like your practice, like spiritually, witchy, indigenously, like any of that has really changed or amplified a lot? Uh, Oh my God. Yeah. Like this, like this, these two years almost um, have been amazing for me, just staying home and really being able to take the time to be in myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, meditate on my things and work through all my issues that have just been, you know, laying dormant, waiting for me to come deal with them. You know, like this has just been so amazing for me in my practice. Like I've gotten the time to feel like I can fully commit to uh, a yoga challenge that I commit to for a certain amount of time, or, you know, I have more time for tarot cards or just sitting in meditation and contemplation and just, you know, especially I found another thing that's been helpful has, was the big surgence of the black lives matter movement after George Mm -hmm. Floyd was murdered and stuff. A lot of bringing that up and having the cultural conversations about having that cultural loss and that being um, misused for so many centuries and stuff like that, that for me brought up a lot of questions about my own um, indigenous heritage and what I've lost out on and the separation that I experienced personally with that side of the culture for me. So yeah, just a lot of those thoughts and conversations and inter inner contemplations <laughs> have um, sure. really helped open up a lot for me, you know, like, I feel like I've done so much healing and growing and even like healing ancestral wounds and trauma and stuff like that. Like, it's just, yeah, I've just, I don't know. I just feel so blessed that I've got the time to do this. No, for sure. And I think too, like for myself, so obviously like I'm like, I'm so white that I glow in the dark. Just so you guys that don't know what I look like, I'm super white. Yeah, I'm really um, white too. <laughs> so like, I, of course, like, yes, I'm aware of certain things because of growing up with my mom. So I was aware of stuff like, you know, issues and growing also, I grew up in Brampton. So there's not as many white people in Brampton as there are of so many other backgrounds. So all my friends growing up were of different backgrounds, different races, different cultures. So I really did get to have like a very unique experience in that aspect. But since I've moved to the Niagara region, um, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a bit of a shock for me because I found a lot of people here to be extremely rude in so many ways. So for example... Like, it, just, it blew my mind. I'm like, you can't say or do that. Like, what is wrong? Like, it just blew my mind. Oh like, I had no, God. like, it just, and it really brought so much awareness because, like, I did live oh. in this, like, little bubble. And, of course, like, there was, like, racism where I lived, too. Like, I, I was very of course. aware yeah. of that. But it just blew my mind how prominent it was, like, only two hours from, like, where I grew up. And so, oh, like, Jesus. for example, I... I'm a hairstylist, as you know. That's kind of how we met. Not that I did your hair, but <laughs> yes. through my coworker. And Hell um, yeah. I, <laughs> it was such a good, like, hey, I should talk. And we're like, okay. Right. Shout um, out to Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Hill. Um, I had a client come in, and she, I don't know her exact background, but she was brown. I, I think she was Indian. I could be wrong. But she was of that background and she was just so excited to get her hair done. And she looked at me and she was like, you know what? You have been the nicest person to me today. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, are people mean to you? She's like, a lot of people, like, since I've moved here, it's like a lot of people are really, really rude to me and I don't understand why. And it just like, it broke my heart that (laughs) since like moving to this area, people have been so mean to her just because of, and I know, like I knew exactly like what she was talking about because of her background. And she's like, 
people never seem to understand what I'm saying. And like, they're not very nice. Um, luckily, the person who was like renting to her was really, really kind to her. She's like, she's so oh, sweet. So that made me happy. But it just made me so sad that so many people were just so freaking rude to her. And like, something as simple as just getting her hair done and like having a conversation to me just like lit up her life. Like, don't get me wrong. Of course, I love lighting up people's lives. But like, yeah. that makes me sad that that is the highlight because I was nice to you. Not even just because you got to pamper yourself. Like, that should be the highlight of yeah. it. You get to pamper yourself. You're having a great moment. But because somebody was kind to you. Like, it, that just makes me so mad. Makes me right. so sad, too. I know. Oh, my God. It. Yeah. It. Oh, my God. It makes me have so many fucking feelings, you know? And, yeah, like, we, we do live in a fairly racist area. There is a lot of, like... Mm-hmm deep-seated white supremacy in this area and it yes. really sucks you know like I um you telling that story made me think of um a situation when I was growing up when I was a little kid so mm-hmm. yeah the area that I live in um lots of people from all over the world come here to go to school school um yep. yeah like post-secondary um so yeah there was um these two exchange students from China and they were coming here to school and yeah like when I was a kid like me and my little like friend group in the neighborhood we would always like run up to them and like hang out and talk like it was like an ongoing thing for like a couple years where we would like see them every now and then and like talk and just you know have a good time and be friendly and stuff and yeah like they just I definitely got the impression that because they were both Chinese right from China and they you know English was not their first language that people Mm -hmm. were really rude and disrespectful to them and had all these judgments about them just because of where they came from, you know? And I just think that's so awful that that kind of prejudice is still alive. Like to this day, like we're in 2021 people. Can we stop as like stereotyping people based on their race or their ethnicity? Like, (laughs) yeah. And it just like, it's sad too. Cause it's like, I get again, being a white woman, like I get people who will just, they say, things and they kind of expect like they'll see something that's very wrong and they kind of like expect me to agree with them and oh, I'm like God. oh no you are barking up the wrong yeah. tree <laughs> right especially like when I'm sitting doing people's hair people will tell you the most so many things and it's just like they have no idea like what to expect from you um or like I don't know people will say things like not knowing that I'm in a relationship with a girl and then they're like oh like do you have a nice boy at home or like something you know I'm like no and like that's okay like that's fine yeah yeah fair assumption whatever and I'm like no but I got a nice girl at home and then just dead silence and they're like oh oh god right and it's like yes I eat tacos I enjoy tacos like (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) stop judging me (laughs) right so it's just like I don't know just like really messed up stuff like that and it's just it sucks it sucks that the world is like that and it's so prominent but like I don't know I think we're we're making we're making waves and those waves will continue to ripple for the next and the next and the next and stuff so it's like I don't know I think it's great that there are people out there like you and I and like many other people who are like so about like change and stuff I don't I don't put a lot of stuff up on my social media I'm very I'm very cautious with what I say and what I share just because like I'm always nervous about saying or doing the wrong thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I hear that. I've always I still like, hear that. Oh my god. But like I definitely see like all the stuff you post I'm in like I do my best to like be aware of things, like work shadow work that's something we talked about in the podcast before, but like doing that in our work. So like now, even though I've I would consider myself the ally. I really do try to ask myself more and more questions. 
And like, just even being aware of like, am I, and like I am, I'm living off a system that benefits me because I am white and I am Mm -hmm. straight passing. Like I, I live such a privileged, privileged life just because of that. And Mm -hmm. it's, Hey, I have to make sure I'm aware of the things that I'm doing and saying, and like, where where can I improve things? Not for myself, but for others. Where can I change things? Yes. Right? And like asking those questions and stuff. And it's just like I don't know. It's it's super important, which is why like it it is important. You know, like I I think you know like <clears throat> a, a lot of I guess white people, white passing people's arguments mm-hmm. for not wanting to or I guess feeling uncomfortable with anti racism work is like well you know. I didn't personally do anything or maybe my ancestors didn't personally do anything or whatever. And it's like, well, as a whole, like it is still up to us to acknowledge the system that we benefit from the privilege that we have. And we have to do better for everybody because there is still way far, 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 far too much work to just horrible bullshit still going on to so many communities and like we Mm -hmm. shouldn't stand by it and just be okay with it and be like well you know I'm kind of uncomfortable about this so I'm just gonna sit in my little comfort bubble bubble and (laughs) not do anything about it and it's like so that that's the thing too is like when I feel when I see or something online or see something on tv or whatnot if I feel uncomfortable about it I ask myself, why do I feel uncomfortable? You have to sit with that because right there, that is something that you need to ask questions about and work through because through like healing our own stuff, we can help heal other people and that helps heal the world. Right. And it helps like asking those questions and doing those things. And like, because like, if you're white and you're listening to this or you're (laughs) passing, it is your duty to do things. And like, I don't mean you need to go out there every single day and be like super crazy activist, but if you see something, (laughs) say something. If there's something that you have an opportunity to help out or provide and Mm -hmm. even just like educate yourself, like simple education, like watch a movie or two, read an article or two. What can you do to make that better? Make sure that you And look at your sources. Like if you're watching movies or reading articles, make sure you're watching things that are from like that are actually made from people that are in different marginalized communities you know don't watch a movie about black history that's made through a white perspective basically yeah and like if you go on netflix there's like a whole section now Mm -hmm. like of stuff that you can look at where it's like hey this is black excellence go check it out or different stuff like that too for another thing too that i wanted to point out is even like in movies um, kind of going back to natives, they will use Hispanic people to play natives. And it's like, why aren't right. you just getting the natives to play the natives? Exactly. You can't get any more native than that. Like, give them yeah, an opportunity. Literally. Like, come on. You know what I mean? So just stuff like that, too. It just, like, aggravates me. Yes, exactly. Or even, um, like, just, um, like, that whole movie that Sia released called Music, like, just mm-hmm. cast an autistic person for the role it's about an auti- a person with autism like yeah it, like, yeah just different different things like that you know like just cast for the role <laughs> yes exactly and like get people in there who can do it you know yeah like there's options be more yes. authentic be real and like I don't know there's just so much be so more diverse <laughs> agreed agreed some good yeah I think we're on a roll. Right. Heck yeah, we are on a roll. Yeah, we're we're preaching up a storm here. Like right? you know, do do the damn work. Face your guilt. It's it's okay to feel a certain way, but you got to work through it because you know yeah. it's not just for your benefit. It's for 
generations worth of damage and everybody and for the benefit of all the future generations to come you know like exactly something I was thinking of and I keep thinking of and like so I didn't go like for me personally this was a personal choice I didn't go to any of the rallies or anything just because of COVID Um, yeah because I'm a hairstylist I and like I do work with elderly people I just was very concerned if I got sick or something like that I didn't want to pass it on to anybody else so have people who are close to me that like if they get sick like they're done so I didn't go out to any of the rallies fully in support of all of them if that was something you chose to do like nothing against it go do you do your thing exactly one of the things that I loved was seeing those pictures and I believe it was in the U.S. of um the witches wearing all black and like their faces were covered and like with all their signs and stuff I'm like that's going to be in history books like 30 years from now when people are teaching things that's going to be in history books like that's amazing oh my god it like isn't that right it is so so amazing like yeah, I, I, you know, even some of the um, just different acknowledgments of bringing back in the feminine witchy goddess energy back into oh, our it. lives, you know, <laughs> that has been so lost for so like far, far too, far long. too long. So I love, yeah, so I just love seeing the witchy woman representation, um, the goddess energy coming back and people talking about it again, you know? Oh, I fully agree. There's just so much... Um... And there's so many things out there, too, that are, like, really, really awesome. Actually, I'm going to share a link with you after. Remind me because yeah. I'm super forgetful. But there's a <laughs> – there's this – it's oh, – oh, Lord. Let me – I'm going to look it up so that you guys know okay. what I'm talking about. But I will send you the information for it. Um, there is a – it's called Red Moon Mystery School. Um, I believe the name is Nakia Seed. And she basically, she does, she's an ancestral healer, teacher, author, and a red drum maker and a weaver. So she's this woman who kind of um, guides people through, like, working on their inner selves and stuff like that. But it's just, like, this really beautiful, I think it's, like, a year-long program and you pay, like, a small fee each month kind of thing. Um, But it's just, like, it's definitely got some more um, native undertones to it and whatnot, which I'm just personally very like interested it just sounds really like a beautiful experience overall um so I do invite anyone who's interested in that and it's really about like working with like yourself as a woman so if you're a woman identifying go check her out Mm -hmm. um and she basically gets people to make their own um drum in like some of her programs yeah and she actually gets you to use some of your sorry this might be a bit much for some people but use your menstrual menstrual blood to die the the drum and it's something that's like about like healing and working on your inner womanhood and like all this stuff so like I get some people aren't into like using blood and stuff and that's totally fine but if that's something that you're interested in I'm I'm going to be taking it I think she opens up in October but it's totally something to check out yeah yeah, that sounds so interesting and like the the drum people listening out there the drum making is so fun I've only made one hand drum in my life and it is like such a cool experience like it, right. I don't know it's just so worth it to learn the culture behind it and especially with the indigenous culture behind making a drum like that is it's mm-hmm. not just about the physical things and putting the pieces together and making it come together it's about all the different little um symbolism and stuff like that behind the drum like my drum has um 
eight different sides to it for the wood base, the wood round okay. base. And yeah, like that has symbolism for, you know, different indigenous lore. So I'm sure if you join that class, there would be some element yeah. of that in it as well, which is really cool. Yeah, so I thought it was just really beautiful that she was um, opening up and sharing uh, that culture and the history and stuff in a way that is open for other people to learn about, but also in a way that people can connect with, like, women um, and, like, connect with yourself more, right? And I think that's so important, and we're starting to, like, really dive deeper into like connecting with our inner woman and stuff like for example like when you're on your period and you're like oh my god I have cramps I hate having a period like I feel so blue like you know what I mean and it's like yes you're valid in these feelings but like why do you think having your period is such a bad thing like I get the pain part yeah. like I I'm in immense pain when I am but it's like this is also just like, questioning a really beautiful, it. yeah like experience that your body is going through like that is sacred in of itself like the fact that like woman we we bring life we're the only thing that brings life forward men don't have that experience you know what I mean so it's just something that's so like I think we just really need to dive deeper into that sacredness of being a woman and like connecting with that and just like not being so hard on ourselves like I feel like as women we're so hard on ourselves and it's like like why do we do that like why do we feel like that and it like it sucks but like we are and it's just like I don't know I just think it's so important to like and this is for guys and girls or they's everybody mm-hmm. everybody yeah, out there everybody. everybody including the aliens everybody included <laughs> um but like don't don't hate on yourself like you've got to find ways to love yourself because like you're so important each of us are like our own little divine creatures whichever yes. identity we have but like you're you're beautiful in your own right in your own way like maybe it's not the normal stand of beauty but like fuck that nobody really cares about the normal stand of beauty anyone that matters anyway like find the beauty within yourself right and like connect with that and like I get it like of course I've gone through ups and downs and I dislike things about myself and my body but like I I've been on a journey on like relearning to like love myself in different ways and different manners and just like realize that like my body is a gift and like who I am is a gift my body is a temple and I don't mean go out and eat like all the vegetables and work out every day but just like (laughs) honoring that and like accepting it as it is and like loving it it's okay if you have like some extra jiggle wherever or a lot of jiggle wherever or right, no jiggle. Exactly. maybe you're like missing a leg or something like you're so beautiful in your own way exactly. I think yeah that's like every thing. everything is as it should be with your body you know and like everything has its place and its purpose even if it um is something that isn't you know with the cultural beauty standard at the time or the norm or whatever you know like mm-hmm. it's there and it serves its purpose and it's beautiful as it is you know um and swinging back to your point as well about why it's so important to especially if you are a woman or somebody identifying as a woman or more of the Mm -hmm. female energy um, why it's so important for us to be doing inner work and inner healing and self-love on ourselves you know is there we do live in a very um, male energy centered patriarchal society that does (laughs) um, snuff out the female energy and it has really disempowered us and our bodies in a lot of ways so there is just so much generational healing that we really can do for our bodies and for our whole systems you know and even just um, like you were saying about you know basically the cultural conditioning of periods are horrible and awful and dirty and stuff like that like mm-hmm. uh, we need to look at those cultural conditionings look at what you've been told about what you know and the things that you experience with your body and like 
why you think the way you think about it you know like there's so much disconnect especially from women and their reproductive organs we are so so disconnected from that because we've been told that there's something wrong with us that we're dirty or gross or that we're only here for somebody else's pleasure or satisfaction and that's just not true you know yeah 100 percent. and like that's I really liked what you said there like where we're so far removed just like from our own like natural organs and stuff and it's just like there's so much so many uh, there's just so much back up behind that just for women in general let alone women of certain cultural backgrounds yes. and stuff like that right? oh my god and like not saying that men are like the enemy or anything like that by no any no <laughs> but like the system is you know it's- yes <laughs> it's the system and it's like sorry guys but like you also have to do some inner shadow work and yes guys oh my god it's so important for you guys to be working on cultivating and respecting and honoring your own female energy you know because we both have both male and female energy within us and we need to have a balance of that that's exactly what the yin yang symbol is is you know like a little part of each and each half you know you have the masculine and the feminine the feminine and the masculine we are intrinsically both so we need to where everybody needs to work on that yeah and find that balance because we've been told all our lives especially in western society that your you know your most valuable state is to be in your masculine energy all the fucking time and you just have to be all man all for I'm doing all the things all the time and that's just a good way to burn out and have chaos erupt in your life because your energy is so out of balance and your body and your being is trying to get you to come back into some state of homeostasis right oh my god preach girl preach (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true and like growing up I always like it's gonna sound so horrible saying this out loud but I very much viewed like a lot of my feminine side as like weak and like yeah, I didn't me connect with it. I was very much more like a tomboy. I was not interested mm-hmm. in connecting with the feminine. I didn't feel like it was a strong. I didn't want to wear like anything feminine. I kind of like rejected. And like over the years, I've had to like relearn and like reconnect with that like feminine energy because like I just I was so against it because I was like no like I don't know. I just felt like more like a not that I felt like a guy, but I just sat more in my yeah. masculine energy, right? Like. Oh, I, it was just, yeah, it just, that wasn't healthy. I know exactly what you mean. No, it's, it was, you know, it's not like, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, when I was in, um, like elementary school, more middle school age, kind of early tweens and stuff. Yeah. I really was just like trying to be in my masculine energy, trying to be more like a guy, trying to be Mm -hmm. strong and tough and, um, you know, super logical and just repressing all of the different like soft little feminine emotions in me it just really made me like a really angry shitty person on a lot of levels I feel you (laughs) um so yeah I think that's the damage of what happens when you disown certain parts of yourself is you just it's like you're just not living up to your authentic self so everything in you is trying to get you to start living in your authentic self so it causes a lot of chaos and it can cause a lot of damage on not only your own life but other people's lives so you know that's why it is really fucking important to just you know work on work on your shit own your shit own you know embrace both sides of the spectrum of your energy and not um push stuff down and repress natural parts of your being you know and I think that's why 
Uh, we have so many unhealthy people who are suffering in society is because we're all just trying to not be exactly who we are because we're told that there's something wrong with us, you know, and especially girls, I think we're told, you know, being a girl is bad. It means you're weak and whatever you're interested in isn't cool. And it's something to be made fun of, but then, you know, so it's like you're shit on all your life as a young girl, but then as you grow up and you're sexually mature, then suddenly everybody wants you, but just for the shallow, beautiful outside sexual part of you and then that Mm -hmm. becomes even more confusing you know it's like what what is it like what am I actually valued for you know yeah yeah and like being valued based on the like the fact that you're pretty or like well I can use you for this or that or whatever Mm -hmm. right like it's just not Mm -hmm. like yeah it's just it's very confusing and it's like very frustrating and like people need to do we need to do better overall like with how we raise our children because it's not like your child isn't just your child that child goes out in the world and creates things and situations and stuff right and like yes people can heal from words and stuff but like that doesn't go away I'm sure there's every like every single person listening is right now and us as well there's at Mm -hmm. some point somebody said something that still sticks with us whether we've worked on it or not like maybe we've like okay we've accepted it we've healed it we've moved on but we still haven't forgotten it and I'm sure and I know for a fact that I've said and done things that were like not nice that I'm mm-hmm. sure people hold on to, right? So it's just, like, yes. we need to do better to, like, n- choose what we say. And so, like, it is, as kids, like, we're still learning and whatnot, but, like, it's so important because they're so... Yeah, everybody makes mistakes for sure, but... Yeah, just, like, fixing those mistakes and, like, being, again, just being better than we were yesterday on things. Yes, for sure, you know, and, and we owe it to ourselves and really everybody to work through our wounding and um, reclaim those forgotten and buried and repressed parts of ourselves. I agree. So I have another question for you. Yeah. Um, do you, this was a point that was brought up. So I listened to the fat feminist, which if you guys never heard of her, go listen to her. She's amazing. I think I've listened to every single episode. <laughs> there was something she had brought up that I didn't necessarily think of. And then once I heard it, that's all like no that's all that I can think of but it's something that I think of so freaking much so when you think of yeah. um um the maiden the mother and the crone do mm-hmm. you so like at, how old are you if you don't mind me asking <laughs> oh I'm 20 <laughs> I don't mind. okay okay yeah. so I'm I'm now 31 I'm getting old <laughs> but I'm at a no, point in my not. life I'm still young and fun but like I, so I'm at a point now where most people that are around my age um, are getting married or are married. They have kids or are mm-hmm. having kids and stuff like that. So I'm not necessarily in my maiden phase anymore. I would be entering more like the mother phase, but I, I'm not a mom. So like, yeah. I'm curious, like, it, it was never something I thought of, but like, she, Paige is her name, the one who does the podcast. She was like, I don't identify with this middle stage. And she's like, I kind of separates a lot of women because it's 2020, like it's 2021. A lot of people are choosing mm-hmm. not to have kids or like embody that typical idea of a woman. So it's like, it, like we either need to expand this image of like the mother or like look at like a different side of it because not every and some people can't even have kids. Maybe it's not even a choice. Maybe they just yeah. can't have kids, right? Like, there's, um, like, this whole other, like, middle stage, right? So it's kind of like, 
I don't know. It's something that I've been saying a lot, especially as like the years are kind of like clicking by here. <laughs> yeah. <where> I'm like, <clears throat> how do I identify with this? Like I, I, I identified with it. And when I'm older, yes, I'm going to be that like crazy little old lady who like hits kids with sticks and like throws like little potion bottles at them or whatever makes me happy at that time. Like I'm, but I want to rush there. I'm excited for my Crohn stage, but like, I'm kind of in that middle stage. I'm like, well, like, what is my, like, I can be kind of maternal, but like, I'm not, does that make, does that make sense? That's what yeah, I'm saying. no, sense. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of like, I agree. I'm questioning like, and like when you look at the moon's phases because like that's kind of what it correlates to there's multiple phases in there so I wonder if like should we be looking at expanding that try that those three should we expand that middle one a little bit more to have like a middle phase between those two or something like make it into like a five instead of a three like I don't know yeah (laughs) yeah no that that does make sense and um I do I mean obviously I get that the three is like the trinity and that's a very intrinsic mm-hmm. part of the very fabric of our universe but um I do think you know just where we are at in society and how we have evolved we should be expanding this idea more you know and like for for me personally obviously I'm not anywhere near the crone or the the mother stage yet but like <laughs> even the maiden stage, like I get the whole like, well, you know, you're, you're young and you're, you're fun and you're still innocent and naive and stuff like that. But I feel like this, the whole like purity, like virgin trope also Mm -hmm. goes into the whole maiden stage. And like, I, that is so hard to identify with in a lot of ways and is very exclusive. So I do think in a lot of ways, yeah, we need to really extend those stages and even just as society how we view women and their life and the stages that we go through you know because if you think about it we do really view women as you know you were only a like you're at peak attractiveness at this certain age in yes. your you know your young purity. mid-20s yeah your purity your prime whatever and then yeah you do some stuff and then oh you're a mother so you're doing mom things that's cool and then after that it's just like well you're an old lady now and suddenly you're not attractive and like you don't have yeah. as much value as you did when you were younger and that is such bullshit you know we don't do that we don't really do that to men we let men be whatever age they are they can be sexy at whatever age you know like George full valuable yeah like people are <laughs> praising him he's getting hotter as he's getting older but women just apparently can't do that in society's book which is bullshit there are some fine Great. older ladies out there but oh, yeah, we need to we need to fucking expand our idea of I guess the life cycle of being a woman we put it in just mm-hmm. this shallow narrow little box and of course you know it's amazing that women as a whole have the ability to be mothers or have that nurturing mothering energy but there is so That's much more to is. us than just that and to our our the whole middle chunk of our lives you know mm-hmm. no I fully agree like, I think so many people, like, of course I get, like, getting older can be scary and, like, there's... Oh, for that sure. Come with that. But there's so many wonderful experiences and things that come with that. Like, when yes. you, as you age... Retirement? Be, <laughs> retirement is a great one. <laughs> Hopefully you're putting some money aside for that retirement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, you get to, like, you've lived a very full life and you're so, like, you've experienced so much. And, like, you're so certain of who you are. And, like, I know even now, but especially in my 20s, there was so many questions about who am I and like, 
what am I doing? And like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. But can you imagine the feeling of knowing all that and feeling comfortable <sighs> with all that? Like, that's what you right? have as so you much age. Peace. And it's just like, I do think age can be like a fine line or like a cheese if that's your thing. And like, mm-hmm. it, there's beauty in that. And there's, there's something so magical in that, right? Like, I don't yeah, know. I think there's and- definitely, we got to look at those other sides of those three. Like those three, like I get is kind of like the main pinpoints, but there's so much more behind that. And there's so much more that we should be like expanding on and looking at that. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's too narrow of a view and it doesn't fully encompass um, the the magic and the mystery and just the beauty mm-hmm. in a, a person's life, a woman's life, you know, and yes. just being a woman. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and we definitely devalue age a lot, especially aging women. It just and it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. Yeah, why do we not value the wisdom and the years of experience and all the things that that person has been through to even be that age, you know, and how amazing it is to even have lived long enough to be an older person, you know, like, it just, yeah, Yeah. it just sucks that that's the way that society views it. And we should change that. I agree. I think we should change that. Uh, So as we've been talking about this, I've had (laughs) this like idea coming to mind, like where maybe we should like do like, I don't know, like a segment or something where we like talk about and like shed some light on the different phases of women or something like, I don't know, like that's like what my brain Ooh, was thinking. Yes, that sounds so cool. So I'm like, yeah, curious. and maybe try to expand on the idea. Yeah, 100% expand on the idea of the, the trio, the three. I don't know. Right. So if that's something that you guys are interested in, I, like I would love for you guys to like let us know. Like, do you want to like yeah. expand on that? Is that something you guys would be interested in like working on or doing or like sharing? Because like I don't know. I feel like we just like hit something. Something in me just yeah. We was, like, we're excited. scratching the surface of something for sure. Yes, I agree. <laughs> oh, and I have another question. I'm just like this is gonna be very long episodes. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ever heard of? <laughs> have you ever heard of human design? Um, I think I have. Is it like a show or something? No, it's not. Okay. So like you might've seen it in passing and it's something that I've just like, I literally like just got into like super fresh. I've changed some of my stuff on Instagram saying like human design and stuff, but like, just so you guys know, like I'm super fresh and I'm learning about it, but it's something I really want to like deep dive into. So the easiest way to explain it, it's very similar to astrology, but it brings a lot of science to it. Oh, interesting is the Kabbalah I want to say the I Ching I'm probably pronouncing these things wrong and astrology kind of all put into one so basically like and I'll get you to like send me your information after or whatever and then like I can show you what it is and we can like go into it more but um basically it you put in like your birth time and your date and stuff but what it does is it actually goes back I want to say like it's 88 days so the time that um I guess like your awareness is turned on or like the one thing I was reading was like when the soul enters the body um, of a baby. So then it, it oh. goes based off that. And then it gives you like your information, like different um, planetary signs and stuff like that. But like what you are, like what your, your uh, authority um, and all this other stuff. So like definitely like there's a lot to it. So it's like really hard for me to explain all of it again. I just got into it, but there's, <clears throat> five different types of people in the world and then based off of that there's so much more information so for example like 
generator. I don't know what you are, but I'll find out and let you know. Yeah. But I'm a generator. So for me, my is my sacral. So that's like my like my stomach and stuff, right? So basically Mm -hmm. what it says is like so for business, and like this is kind of a little bit off topic, but whatever. I'm just going with it. Um (sighs) I'm not supposed to like initiate things. That's not my job. What I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to like when it comes to like manifesting, I'm supposed to like say, hey, like, universe, this is something that I would like. And then Ooh. I have to wait for the opportunity of whatever it is to come up. And then I respond to the opportunity. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, yes. some people will be, like, manifestors. Some people are generators. Some people are projectors. Some people are reflectors. So, like, manifestors, they would manifest <gasps> in the traditional so cool. sense. <laughs> it's so, so cool. So, it's just kind of, like, it's interesting, like, based off this stuff. So, it's just kind of, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, getting into all these, like, levels and layers of, of myself but like also learning about it so I'm kind of just like really curious like even um like it tells you kind of like a bit of like your life's purpose and different things so it's just really really interesting and it's very similar yeah right so I'm just like super excited about it so it's just kind of like this new like thing that I've been like checking out so like anybody who's interested or would like a reading like just send me a dm because I want to like practice and stuff but like I don't know, which just kind of make me think of, like, all these different layers of everybody and, like, how we, like, connect with the world, right? Like, I connect in a very yes. specific way, but, like, the way you connect would be very different. So that's kind of, like, the reason why I'm bringing this up as well is because now that I thought of that, um, like, looking at the different phases of, like, womanhood and everything like that, it's not really my job to go out and, like, make a program and, like, put it out there. I need to wait for people to be like, hey, this is something I'm interested in. So uh, <laughs> if you're yeah. interested in, let me know because that's the universe's way of being like, hey, Sam, do it. And then I will do it. <laughs> if that makes sense. I, oh, my God. That is <laughs> but isn't that so cool? freaking – that is so interesting. Oh, my God. Because I'm obviously so into, you know, looking at the birth chart yes. reports and the numerology and the astrology oh, yeah. and – psychology and all the different things just to figure out why the fuck am I the way that I am and trying to find words to explain myself and all the weirdness and yeah (laughs) that is such like a cool way to expand on all of those things that I've kind of already explored and I feel like a lot of people listening to this if you're witchy and spiritual you might have already explored explored a lot of those avenues as well you know like you know what your horoscope is and all that like um, yeah, no, yeah for sure. I don't know. That's so interesting because it, it kind of seems a little bit like the oh, I forget what the guy's test was, but it's like one of those personality tests and you're either like mm-hmm. an INFP, oh, INF, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. So I like similar to that, but like <laughs> similar yeah, to so that, just... but like other things, you know, but yeah. also like the new like getting your like um life path numbers right it also sounds like because that will tell you like what your life purpose is like what kind of things in your life do you value and are significant to you based on the numbers in your chart and relating to your life and all that you know yeah so it's just like it's just it's so crazy so it's got like your design date is what it's called so your birth date they have your design date which would be like the time that your soul entered your body and then your your type which would be like for me it's a generator um the way I'm supposed to like what is it called respond and stuff so my thing okay. is to respond your signature your definition your authority so my authority would be my sacral 
um, like your profile. And then there's like your incarnation cross. So mine's like a right angle cross of the vessel of love. I'm like, ooh, what does that even mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, what the hell? That's so cool. Right? So it's just got like all these things. So like I literally just – so this came up like twice. Like I heard about it two different times, two different things. I'm like, okay, if this keeps kind of coming up, then like obviously it's something I meant to like explore. Like even just for myself. And like yeah. literally for the past month and a half, it's been popping up so, so much. And I literally, no joke, I have five pages front and back written out of just like the very, the very, very, very basics of my, my human design chart. The very Damn. basics. I'm not even done yet. And I'm like, bitch, I know so much stuff about myself right now. So I've been like looking at my girlfriends. I've been looking at my best friends. Yeah, can help like figure out how you connect with people and like who's like a good connection you based off their profile. To, like, girl, oh my god, everything. no, I need this. Like, do me, do me. Right, and then there's like the... <laughs> about like your sexuality and like how you connect and certain. Fuck yeah, so I don't know. you guys just send me dms if you want to get into this <laughs> yes yes That's everybody my dm dm <laughs> <I'm waiting. laughs> right yes yeah yes i am waiting um, for you to dm me right. see oh my god my this phone. is gonna well, be you wanted to like add so like um <laughs> so i was gonna say like i don't know Okay, you're like. I'm what? <laughs> Is it like cutting out on you? <laughs> Do- Doing tarot readings for people. Yes, I am still Sorry, doing, you, tarot still doing tarot readings. Tarot readings for um, people. Like, are you still? Yeah, it's cutting out on me. Right yes. Here? Can you hear me? Oh my god, it's cutting out on me, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. It's yeah. Cutting, yeah, it's cutting I do. Out on me well. I do still do tarot readings for people. Yes. Okay, so if anybody would like to get a reading done, um, yes. what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram for my readings is uh, Raise Readings. Okay. Um, I be- yeah, I think it's just Raise mm-hmm. Readings. Sorry. Let me <laughs> double check everybody so I. <laughs> make sure I'll... I got this right yeah raise yeah. readings just all one <laughs> word all lowercase they're my readings come to me for a reading um yes we'll have a good time <laughs> awesome I've just so you guys know I've really really enjoyed it so I definitely check her out follow her at the very least and then if you're interested in a reading get a reading done um when this is posted I will also post like you with like your your hash or your instagram handle so find you as well yes thank All you right. and everybody go if you're not freaking following samantha and her confessions <laughs> of a witch go follow her go support her go check out all her podcast episodes and everything like she's seriously such an amazing person an amazing friend to me I'm so grateful to be here so like seriously go support her go message her for the what is it the human design, human design. reading <laughs> awesome thank you yes yes really appreciate that and thank you for being on like i honestly like today was such a good we touched on so much stuff so like if you would like to i would love to have you come back and like we can just like keep rolling with all our good good stuff 
Yes, fuck yes. I would love to come back. Like it, awesome. today was an amazing little hangout. Yeah, I think we got into some juicy, some ju- juicy shit. So, yes, I agree. We can definitely. <laughs> so, like, and if there's any, get out there, like, just shoot me a message and like little chat date and like put you out there. Oh my god, thank you so much. I seriously appreciate that. Like so, so, so much. <laughs> awesome but yeah <laughs> i'm going so we because we're going on 96 minutes yeah so i just yeah. hope everybody listen to this <laughs> right yeah i know i hope we people listen yeah soon. we'll talk soon girl thanks you thank you for having me yeah. again and i thank you to everybody who made it this far Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day. <laughs> you as well. Thank you. I will. Um, when uh, this is posted, I will also post like love you with like your your hash or your Instagram handle, so I'll find you as well. Yes. Thank All you. Right. And everybody, go if you're not freaking following Samantha and her Confessions <laughs> of a Witch, go follow her. Go support her. Go check out her podcast episodes and everything like she's seriously such an amazing person an amazing friend to me I'm so grateful to be here so like seriously go support her go message her for the what is it the human design, human design. reading <laughs> awesome thank you yes yes really appreciate that and thank you for being on like I honestly like today was such a good we touched on so much stuff so like if you would like to I would love to have you come back and like we can just like keep rolling oh with all God. our good good stuff yes fuck yes I would love to come back like it awesome. today was an amazing little hangout yeah I think we got into some juicy some ju- juicy shit so yes I agree we can definitely <laughs> so like and if there's any get out there really just shoot me a message and like little chat date and like put you out there oh my god thank you so much I seriously appreciate that like so 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 much <laughs> <laughs> awesome but yeah <laughs> i'm going so we because we're going on 96 minutes yeah so i just yeah. hope everybody listen to this right yeah i know i hope people listen yeah we'll talk soon girl thanks you thank you for having me again and i thank you to everybody who made it this far (laughs) thank thank you you all right have a great day day. (laughs) thank you i will so unfortunately the last like couple minutes there of our interview got all weird and wacky with the recording um, but I did want to make sure that you guys knew where you can go follow Ray if you're interested in doing that. She's an amazing tarot reader and I highly recommend following her. She's fabulous if you didn't catch on during our interview. So her Instagram is Ray's Reading. So it's R-A-E-S 
then readings with an S at the end. And it's all just one word. Um, so I please I highly recommend go follow her. She's fabulous. And I'll probably have her on for a part two, I think is what we're going to end up doing. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. And if you ever have any questions, please send me a message via my Instagram. And that's at Confessions of a Witch. And you can go find me there. Thank you so much, guys. Have a fabulous day. Bye.